0: This is quite a painful testimony But it it is for the encouragement of the body And it's about getting our attitudes right Recently I had a, A traumatic fight with my son I have an only son who lives in London And whom I absolutely adore I'm a typical Yiddish mama I love my son And Basically, what happened was that I discovered that he had organized a family Christmas with his fiancee and my ex husband and great aunt, and that I have been excluded. So, when I tried to tell him that, when I first of all tried to tell my ex husband that I felt neglected, I was shouted at. uh, He then said, Oh, all right, I'll talk to Ben. Ben phoned me that night, and I could tell he wasn't in a very receptive mood. So I said, Ben, I need to explain to you how I'm feeling. In other words, I'm not trying to attack you. You need to hear how I'm feeling. That's called transactional analysis, for those of you who know about psychology. <laughs> and I was shouted down, and he slammed the phone down on me. And he was – when I said, you know, I'm feeling very hurt because I'm, I'm not going to be with you for Christmas, he said, well, you're not invited. <laughs> so he can be impossible I've never idolized him I've always loved him There's a big difference Well I went through to my bedroom And stomped around And I did a Bob Levitt Now he's my dad For those of you who know you And he can be fierce And I decided then and then I was going to change my will I was going to leave my house to the aid center. And I was going to change my life insurance policy and generally disinherit the little bugger. Excuse my language. And I was stamping and shouting and carrying on in my bedroom. And the Holy Spirit went boom, like, as though he whacked me on the head. And this is the word. This is the testimony. He said, do you want to be a conduit of grace, love, and peace into your family? Because you are my conduit into the life of your son and his fiance, But if you choose anger and bitterness, that conduit is effectively blocked. Now, we all have areas in our lives where people challenge us, where we can take offense. That's the one thing we can take, not so, and take it very easily. And the Lord's word, and I believe it's for the body as well, is, Keep that conduit open. Allow the love, the peace, the joy, the fruits of the Spirit to flow through you to the unsaved members of your family, to that colleague at work who drives you nuts, to your children, to your parents who drive you nuts. Because all anger and bitterness are going to block the grace of God from operating through you. And, you know, the minute I said, whoa, okay, Lord... I had absolute peace. I'm still a bit sore. I'd be lying if I didn't say I was sore. But that's God's business to heal my heart. My business is obedience. Yes. Bless you all. Love you all. Thank God for this family. Oh.
1: Just as Amanda was sharing that, that story, I was... Uh, I just want to turn to Luke chapter 6. I think it's chapter 6. Hopefully it is. And Jesus is talking in in verse 27. But I say to you here, I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you, to the one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other. And it's that sense of Pray for those who abuse you and the, who insult you, who revile you, who falsely accuse you. And I was listening to uh, Bill Johnson was preaching. I don't know when it was. We, I happened to just come at the end and Elaine was listening to it. And he was talking about prayer and, and, and is praying for his family. And one of the first things he does every day is he prays for his family and he names them all by name. And he, and he asks the Lord to bless them. And he asks them, uh, he asks for the grandchildren. And he's got quite a big family and they've got lots of grandchildren, so it takes time. And then the next group of people he prays for is there's two or three people who have made it their goal in life or their aim in life to criticize and call him a false teacher, etc., etc. And what he does, he does, he he didn't mention them by name, but he prays for each of them. And he prays that God would bless them and their children and their children's children and that the children would know would know God. And I just thought that's, just as Amanda shares that story, that's just like really pertinent that we can so easily take offense and we are called to be conduits of of grace and mercy and love. And it's not easy. It's never easy. It's never easy to pray for those who, who speak against you, for those who falsely accuse you, for those who, who might not have your, have your back. But we, that's what we call to We call to pray for them and to bless them. And so that is a different spirit. When uh, I pray for Ben and, and, and Veshak and the, and the family gathering there, we, 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 I pray, Lord, for, for them. And I pray, even, even as Amanda engages with them in the, in the weeks and months ahead, I, I just pray, Lord, that you would overwhelm them with, with the love of God. And they would be overwhelmed by the love of God in Amanda. And so that's what we are called to. This, is, this, this walk with Jesus, this is where the rubber hits the road, isn't it? It's like really easy when things are going swimmingly and there's no issues and no problems.
2: So you've opened up something. And thank you for being vulnerable. This is called family. Welcome to any visitors. This is what we do. (laughs) Um, There's something that I heard, um, gosh, it's probably about six to eight weeks ago now, so it's a while. But it's made an an impact on me, and it just keeps on making a bigger impact on me. And the story is that a man was asked to cut a hundred planks of wood, each one according to the same size. So the length was one meter. So he went into his, um, um, thank you, <laughs> and there is his desk on which he cuts wood. And on the desk, is on the table, is a measure. Much like ladies in the fabric shops where you go and you you ask for a a meter and she measures it on this thing that is stuck on the table. It's immovable. It's always there and it's always the same. It's a measure. He takes his plank of wood and he cuts a meter according to the measure. Then he cuts the second plank of wood according to the first plank of wood. And the third, according to the second, are you with me, and the fourth to the to to the third, till by the time he gets to a hundred it 's actually quite a lot longer than the first one was, and we are so busy comparing ourselves, how are we doing, how am I doing? How, how I compare myself with my sister. I compare myself with my peers, with you guys. How, are you also feeling this? How, am I, what am I discerning? Um, my mom, I come from my mom and my dad. I come from them. So how they are is how I am. When in fact, Jesus is the measure. Yeah. And yes, we are born into brokenness. And while it is easy for us to take offense, we are in fact made in his image. In his image. So one day a very long time ago, before there was brokenness, God made man in his image. And I believe once we're born again, the cross wasn't plan B for a messed up plan A. The cross is still plan A, and we're still in plan A. Sorry, Elle. Um, and, and, and the cross is all about redemption and restoration. So I, I want to find myself in a place of transformation one day when it's natural for me to not be offended. And I believe that's possible not in heaven when we get there one day, but now. Yeah. Because it's, it's a process, it's a journey from glory to glory, the end.
3: I like this, don't you? Yes, yeah. <laughs> Time. Anyone after me, please queue. <laughs> no offense. I heard a, a tiny little saying from a friend of mine who I think has had quite a turbulent past, marriage and all. Um, he's an absolutely super guy, loves the Lord. And he came visiting the other day, and he was sharing some of his domestics that went on. Uh, No details, just general. And he said to his wife, he said, do you want to
4: be loved, or do you want to be right? Amanda did say we must learn to be obedient. (laughs) Folks, I, I, I just want to share something. The Lord always gives me pictures. When I first started experiencing um, the Holy Spirit through these pictures, I used to refrain and say, it's just my imagination. It's just, it's not, it's not, it's not of the Holy Spirit. But I've learned to be obedient. And this morning, before Amanda went up, I was just waiting on the Lord and, and I just want to share this picture with you that God showed me. I think it's, I think it's what he wants, wants us to, to see through this picture. I saw a chef in this hotel. And it was a, 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 a beautiful, modern, ultra-modern hotel. But this chef, as I say, I went round in my spirit through the rooms, and I eventually came into the kitchen. And there's this glamorous chef with these hats, with these double-dressed tunic, as one would see in the in, in, in appearance of a chef. And he was standing in front of a table, and all the ingredients were surrounded by him. And he was looking ahead, and as though there was no one there. But he was looking ahead. And as he was looking, I could see he was thinking, what was he going to prepare? Here's this posh hotel, something fit for a king and a queen. And there he is thinking. And then suddenly, as though he got this flash of an idea, and he starts preparing. And he makes these, he gets all the ingredients and he ends up making a simple little birthday cake. And he starts putting these candles in. And, and that's when the, the, the Lord revealed to me, the word provision came into my spirit. And in our strength, in our, in our human strength, we often try and do the things in our own strength. But like that chef, he suddenly remembered there was a little girl whose birthday was to be celebrated in the hotel. And he remembered to make this little girl a cake and put candles on it. And what I interpreted from this picture was that God is the supreme provider. He's the God of provision. And all the ingredients, the love, um, the grace, the beauty of who he really is, all he wants to do is to give it to you so you can share it with something else. And what more better to do it in the simplicity of a little child Celebrating a birthday. It's the simplicity, isn't it? When
1: uh, Karl Barth was asked, is it Karl Barth? I think it was this theologian who understood all the intricacies of scriptures and he got asked, you know, what was the most profound thing he uh, learned from the scriptures and he said, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And that's what we have to know. I think Alex, last week, when he, when he started his, his his preach, he went to the front and he, and he bashed uh, the symbol, because unless we're filled with love, we are just uh, sounding gongs, we're just making lots of noise, and so we need to be full of love. So we've, we had the privilege of um, going to the uh, Vineyard Easter, not Easter, uh, conference, the uh, the conference where Costa Mitchell handed over leadership of Vineyard, which he's been leadership in South Africa for 21 years, to uh, Dave Pedersen. So it was a great jabula It was great excitement. It was, it was just a, a wonderful, wonderful time. We had uh, uh, Zolani at the end when we were jabuling and, and, um, and celebrating. Zolani was at the front. He got called up and he said, Come on, lead us in song. And we had... Gaetti and all those wonderful songs and, and there was a great celebration of, of life and it's just uh, it, was, it was a great time it was uh, it 's always a privilege just to go be able to go and just go and sit under the word of god and and, and hear what God is saying to the vineyard group and the good news for us there 's some really good news for us is although Uh, Costa Mitchell is retiring from being head of vineyard, he's still going to monitor us. He's still going to look after us. He's still going to come up and and be part of us. So that's really really nice. So if I get out of hand, uh, Costa is still around and you can tell him. But uh, one of the, and I'm just going to share a little bit, and it's been a little bit of a gem already today, and I thought of just calling it a gem in the beginning, but it's uh, I should have just gone with what I thought because that's what it is. But uh, I just want to share a few gems from that from that conference. Um, the first one, I have some good news. And I have some bad news. And when I get asked, uh, which do you want first? I always want the good news. And the good news is, the Holy Spirit and Jesus are interceding and are praying for you. Isn't that a wonderful thought? Just think of the good news that you have, the the, the, two of the Trinity are making intercession for you and I. They are praying for us. And then the, the bad news. The bad news is we need to be prayed for. Because there's stuff happening. There's stuff going to happen. We need Jesus' prayers. Don't we? We need him to be praying for. We live in, we live in, a, in, a, in a time, a desperate times. We live in times which are, are, are challenging uh, economically. We see in the country, we, we see a hopelessness. So we live in quite the hard times. And I was on the Facebook yesterday, and I saw a, a picture of uh, Glenridge posted this picture of the Glenridge Church at work. At the Glenridge Church in, in the battle. The Glenridge Church feeding the poor. at The Glenridge Church at, at prayer. The Glenridge Church at worship. The Glenridge Church uh, cleaning things. And there was this wonderful picture and the title of the of the of the picture was HMS Glenridge. It's a battleship in His Majesty's service. We are in His Majesty's service, and we are in a battle. We are living, uh, and we are called to a battle. And the end product of this battle, the end product is you and I are conformed into the image of Jesus, being made more like Jesus. One down. That's what he wants to do. So so Amanda's story, Amanda's picture. In the pain and in the in the hurt, Jesus has spoken to her. So God speaks to us in our situation. And we need to be looking to, to him in every situation and saying, Lord, how might you respond in this situation? how much, how much is wrong? Sometimes we need to challenge. Sometimes we need to confront. But you'll probably find most times we need to respond with grace and mercy and love. And the more we respond like that, the more we look like Jesus. And so we call into this, into this battle and we call to follow Jesus. It's been a little bit of a theme for the year. Follow me. With these two words, Peter left his fishing business and followed Jesus. What did he follow Jesus into? It wasn't a, a clear-cut uh, path of where he was going, of, of his job description. Of Yes, he, he might have thought uh, he wanted to be uh, at the right hand of, 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 of God. He, in fact, at that stage, he wasn't even sure. It was like kind of this, this uncertainty. He, he, he walked out and he followed Jesus. There was a trust. And that's what you and I are called to do. We are called to walk out and follow Jesus and trust Him. And we have a look at Peter's life and we have a look at the, the excitement of ministering with Jesus. And it was wonderful. They got sent out as the 12 and then the 70. And they did some ministry and they healed the sick and they raised the, raised the dead and they cast out the demonic. I mean, just, we need to pray for Zelani. This week, he's had three or four occasions in which he's been ministering, in which there's been demonic manifestations and, and power encounters. And, 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 and that's the kind of life that we are called to. We are called to, to live in, in, in that, that dimension. We are called to live in the power of God and the power of the Spirit with his word and his name. We are called to, to, to make a difference. so peter is called to this life and it comes to the end and jesus dies on a cross he dies on a cross he hangs on a cross and his dream's shattered it's over because he didn't know we have hindsight we can we've got the scriptures Isn't it amazing? We need to feed on this and and make it part of our hearts and our lives. Because we know the beginning from the end. It's a love story, isn't it? But it's also a story, it's a battle story. It's a story of, uh, of Jesus coming with plan A, which was plan A from the beginning of the foundations of the earth. It was to come and rescue us and redeem us from our sinfulness, from our lostness from our selfishness, from our self-centeredness. That's what he's come to rescue us from. And Peter was probably a little bit self-centered. Like, it was John and James and the mother wanted, wanted uh, the sons to be at the right hand of, of Jesus. We also, You know, there's just A little bit below the surface, there's some self-centered motivations in our lives. And that's why we have to die with Jesus. We have to die with Him on the cross. When Christ died, I died. When Christ died, you died. To myself. To my self-centeredness. And now I live not for myself. I live for Jesus. I live to please Him. And we see Peter right at the end. He's actually chucked it all in. He's going fishing. He's gone back to, back to what he what he started off with. He's gone fishing. He had a dream, and then Jesus comes and meets him, on the on the, and calls out from the shore and talks to them about Have you caught any fish? No. Cast your nets on the other side. And he casts his nets on the other side. And he, he just suddenly realized, well, it's the Lord. And he puts on his clothes and he plows out into the water and goes off and, and goes to Jesus. Jesus is wanting to restore a dream in our hearts. He's wanting to give us a new vision. Anybody here who has been, who's been wearied by the battle, who feels, yeah, I can see those hands. They're just putting them up like a little bit shyly, but, 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 but the battle can be fierce and the battle can be hard. And we are called into a battle. I think one of the things we need to know whenever we share the good news, we, it's great news, but we are called into a battle. And so the theme of the, concert, of the conference was heroic leadership. It was uh, being uh, called into a battle. It's being courageous Not only courageous, but being very courageous. So I'm going to read a few scriptures, because the scripture just builds life in us. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 to 14. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all the people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread on, I will give to you. Just look at that picture. I will give to you. Wherever you put your foot, I will give to you. All we've got to do is walk into, walk into the promised land. Just as I promised to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward, toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. What marching orders are these? These are magnificent marching orders. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of life. Of your life. Just as I was with Moses. So I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous. For you shall cause this people to inherit the land. That I saw their fathers give them. Only be strong. And very courageous. It's saying it again and again. Do not turn. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do all according to the law of Moses. My servant has commanded. Do not turn from it. To the right or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you do. The book of the law shall not depart from your life, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you will be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good successes. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord, the God, is with you wherever you go. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that some amazing? You and I want to be prosperous. And we want to prosper in body, soul, and spirit. We want to prosper in every area of our lives. Well, there's 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 a pattern here. We need to follow Him. We need to walk with Him. We need to let this Word fill our hearts. We need this, the, the, the word to change our perspective on life. Because we have a word, uh, we have fake news and false news, and we have all that stuff, and you never know what is true and what is not true in the world in which we live in. But we do know that this is the truth. And if you, build, if you and I build our lives and we build our, our trust as we sang that, that song, I will build my, my, my life on a firm foundation. A firm foundation. It's the foundation of Jesus. It's the foundation of His Word. It's the foundation of being led by His Spirit. There will be success. And God fights most of the battles. And we just walk in them. We just walk in them. Sometimes, sometimes even as we've been praising this morning, you've come in, I don't know, don't know what, where you were this morning. I don't know how you felt. I don't know what the week has been. And maybe it's been great. Maybe you've just got an amazing a contract or an order, but maybe you haven't. And you've had to come today and say, I will bless the Lord. And that's what we've been doing. And then if you read just a little bit in in Joshua chapter 3. Again, they're crossing the Jordan now, and this is the instructions they get. Verse 3. As soon as you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God being carried by the, Le- the Levitical priests, then you shall set out from your place and follow it. What's the, what's the key? We follow the priests. We follow Jesus. We follow, we follow him. Yet there shall be a distance between you, and it's about 2,000 cubits in length, about half a mile. Do not come near to it, in order that you may know the way you shall go. So we've got to follow from a distance. There's strict instructions in the Old Testament. For you have not passed this way before. This is something new. God might be calling you to something new. And you have not passed this way before. And I believe even in in Sarepta, that God is calling us to something new. We have not passed this way before. But, if we keep our eyes firmly fixed on Jesus, if we run this race with endurance, having our eyes firmly fixed on Jesus, what is the end result of the endurance going to produce in your life and my life? What is the endurance going to produce? It's going to produce the sal- our salvation. The salvation of our souls. That's what endurance does. And, and we need to endure. And so, that was part of the encouragement of, uh, of what they talked about in this, in this conference. Follow the Lord. Follow the Lord. And He will... Do wondrous things. If you could carry on in, in Joshua chapter 3, it says in verse 5, Then Joshua said to the people, consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. As we consecrate ourselves, as we give ourselves to God. Tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Tomorrow. In fact, even as we go from this place, the Lord will do wonders among us. Isn't that a great promise? The Lord will do wonders among us. So when you're going to be a teacher or you're going to just be a granny or a grandpa or sell houses or build houses or run factories, whatever it is. I'm trusting that we're going to come back with testimonies of how gracious the Lord is and how he's done wonders through your life. As you carry the presence of God, as you carry Jesus. That's what the Lord is going to do. As you follow Him, we should expect uh, wonders. We should expect God to be doing amazing things. We just pray for the twins. We pray for the twins. We pray for for sleep. They got they got little twins and they 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 need sleep, just for mom and dad's sake, really. (laughs) So Lord, we we just we just thank you for sleep. Three three kids under what? (laughs) Yeah, don't go to sleep now. But but we as we follow follow the Lord, let's let's ask the Lord to do wonders in our lives. And so I'm going to leave you with one other final thing. Phil Strout, he headed up, I think, uh, the vineyard in America, in the United States of America. And when he was commissioned for this task, and it's quite a big task, and he was feel and he felt a bit. Uh, unqualified and this was going to be a difficult thing, the the Lord said to him, I want you to ask every day for these three things. He wanted him to ask for number one, wisdom, number two, courage, and number three, kindness. And I've been adopting that prayer in the last couple of weeks. And since since we we, since we got back from from the conference. Why those three things? Why wisdom? Well because basically most of us don't know what we do. And we need wisdom. And we need the wisdom of God. And we need his wisdom and we need the mind of Christ. So the the first thing we do, Lord, I need wisdom. And as I go out into the day, I need wisdom for the situation that I'm facing. It could be big meetings. It could be small meetings, whatever. But but we need wisdom. We need the wisdom of God. We need uh, words of knowledge and words of wisdom to operate in our our lives. That we walk according to uh, His purposes and not our own ways. We don't want to do things our own ways. Because usually when I do things my own way, we have to redo it again somewhere else. At another time. And so we have to ask for wisdom. And then why courage? Well, we need courage because we've, we're in a battlefield. We're in a, we're in a war zone. I wish I could say to you, this is not a war zone. This is a war zone in which you and I live. And we need courage to to continue. We need courage to endure. When I think of the people in this community, when we think of... Uh, Rob Bird had a birthday this week, this last week. Who, we, are, we are the heroes in this, in this world. When we see heroes, we kind of see a Hollywood version of a hero. But we have a hero in Rob. Because why? Because he has just walked faithfully with God, week in and week out, year in and year out. And he's still strong in the Lord, and and that's what a hero is. A hero is just you and I walking and walking with Jesus. And there are many of many of those here today. There's there's Sue. Through through it's not, it hasn't always been easy. I remember twenty five years ago going to pray for Rob, and he had a triple bypass. Twenty five years ago, I think it was. Isn't God faithful? And that's what He's called us to do. So we need to... Uh, this prayer is three things. Sorry, I, I'm very ADD, so I get sidetracked a little bit, as you've noticed over the years. Why wisdom? Why courage? And then why kindness? Because when you have wisdom and you have courage and you are bold and you know what needs to be done and you, you, you can actually... Rough shot over people. You can just trample them down. And so we always need to have these two things uh, balanced with kindness so that we don't manipulate people. That's what you and I call to. In this beautiful Walk of, love, of 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 Jesus. We're called to be courageous. We're not only called to be courageous, we're called to be very courageous. We're not only called to be very, very courageous, we're called to be very, 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 very courageous. Why? At the end of the day, God goes with us. And He gives us a, a, His a marching orders in, uh, I think it's in uh, Matthew 28. And what does He say? He says, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. That's our marching orders. That's what we commanded to do. We commanded to make disciples. And, and then he says, And behold, I am with you always, to the end of the ages. Isn't that just beautiful, that, that he never leaves us, forsake us. There's echoes of, of Joshua 1, chapter... Joshua 1, chapter 1 to 14. There's echoes of that. That because he goes with us, he goes in us, we can be very, very courageous. So let's stand.
3: Um, following that word really got my heart going again. Because that's all I've tried to do for 40 odd years. And um, I've learned that our default, our default. Uh, response is to be a doer to do things and of course we want to do the right thing isn't it so we get stuck on being right and we lose out on the love side and it's the way we are wired we are wired to the ten commandments we are wired to the right thing to do we are wired to do that. But the secret isn't there. God knew all along we could never keep it. Mm. And he couldn't keep the law. Jesus came and he made it harder. True. He says, never mind this. It's this. Yeah. So what is the answer? You see, before I can obey, I've got to Listen. Jesus is a river of life. He wants us to get into that river. And he wants us to listen before we do anything. Stop trying. That's immediately into the flesh. And the moment you try, you're under the law and you're under a curse. Did you hear that? The moment you try, you put yourself under the law. And you're under a curse. So what's the thing that God asked of us from the year dot? It says, "Trust. What do we have to trust? That He is working in us to will and to do of His good purpose. The hardest thing is to wait. And something needs doing, and something needs saying, Wait here let him choose the time and the place and he will put the words in your mouth thank you lord following is listening to him learning from him and then doing as he tells you thank you
1: let's pray if you can uh, maybe just repeat off to me Lord, this morning, we ask for wisdom. We ask for courage. We ask for kindness. We thank you, Lord, that you make us very courageous. And we want to walk with you. We want to follow you. Open the ears of our heart. That we might hear what you are saying. That we might be obedient to what you are saying. That we might walk in the joy of your love for us. Of your plans and purpose for us. So we rejoice. Amen.